Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Outgrow's Marketer of the Month. I'm your host, Dr. Saksham Sharda. I'm the creative director at outgrow.co. And for this month, we're going to interview Jeff Baker, who is the CMO at Brafton, which is a content marketing agency. Thanks for joining us, Jeff. Hey, glad to be here, man. Thanks. So Jeff, we're going to start with a rapid fire round just to break the ice. You get three passes. In case you don't want to answer the question, you can just say pass, but try to keep your answers to one word or one sentence only, okay? Got it. Let's do it. All right. So the first question, at what age do you want to retire? Never. (laughs) How long does it take you to get ready in the mornings? Eight minutes maximum. Okay. Most embarrassing moment of your life? (laughs) Missing a call with a Japanese client. Oh, gosh. (laughs) How many hours of sleep can you survive on? Six minimum. Mm -hmm. Fill in the blank. An upcoming marketing trend is blank. Better content writing. The city in which the best kiss of your life happened. Ooh, Boston. Okay. Uh, pick one, Mark Zuckerberg or Jack Dorsey? Oh, Zuckerberg. <laughs> the first movie that comes to your mind when I say the word ambition. <laughs> Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> Everybody says that. <laughs> no <Okay>. way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when did you last cry and why? Um, I think probably watching Save It Private Ryan, maybe oh. about a year ago. <laughs> mm-hmm. How do you relax? Um, walking my dog. How many cups of coffee do you drink per day? Two. A habit of yours that you hate? Video games. The most valuable skill you've learned in life? Writing. The last question is your favorite Netflix show. Uh, ooh, not net- Netflix, but Ted Lasso <laughs> is my favorite show. Oh, is that not on Netflix? Is that on Prime? Apple TV. Yeah. Oh, okay, it's Apple. Okay, it's awesome. Got it. Everybody needs to watch it right now. <laughs> okay, I think I saw one scene from it, the one with the dots. It was quite nice, and <laughs> that's all I've seen. But uh, okay, so you scored 10 and 10 actually because you didn't pass a single question. So you win, uh, do you win? You win a car, just kidding, you don't. <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> all right, so the bigger questions. The first one is uh, who are some of your recurring clients and what, do, what does that tell us about Brafton? Um, well, our recurring clients, I, I can't give names. Because I'd have to check NDAs, but we've got a lot of recurring yeah. clients, and typically they tend to be we're pretty well set up for like mid to large organizations, like enterprise style organizations, just because we're kind of we're an extension of a marketing team. So mm-hmm. if you've got like a marketing team on your company, we integrate really well with like creating content strategy, SEO, and that kind of thing. So naturally, with that kind of like large organization partnership, we tend to have like longer duration partnerships that go on for years. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, the SEO industry in itself uh, seems to have gained a bad reputation considering the ongoing changes and reliance of Google as a dominant search engine. Do you think SEO is a victim of its own success? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> that's that's kind of where I got. I mean, my, my specialty is in SEO. My mm. role is inbound marketing responsibility for that. But really, I, I kind of got my roots in SEO. And it's it's interesting because I would agree with you and, and most good SEOs probably wouldn't agree with you and probably want to defend. <laughs> they probably want to die on that hill, you know, defending <laughs> SEO. But a lot of SEO is um, doesn't do anything to be honest with you, like 99% of the time when you get an SEO person that comes to you saying they're going to do SEO things and they're going to get you to the holy grail is to get better rankings, right? Client understands that. I want to rank for XYZ widgets ahead of my competitors because it's like a very clear one-to-one relationship. I want to beat them. I want to win. And an SEO agency is going to naturally tell you we can do that for you. And they're going to do a lot of things that are technically SEO things, you know, rewriting meta descriptions, title tags, and all that kind of stuff. But for the most part, it's not going to do anything. And, and technically, they've done SEO, so they're going to get paid, and they've got a defensible position. But for the most part, a lot of SEO stuff doesn't do anything. So what it really comes down to is like really, really scientific it's, it's kind of like a like a, a scientific approach to writing content that gets you to rank for seo so i i think the seo industry is is a little behind and a lot of the things that they did in the past don't work as well now and i think the seo expert today tomorrow is going to be like a content writing expert mm-hmm. so you think the future of seo is content writing and that's it so where should like how should companies deal with this information? People who are listening to this, what should they do with this information? <laughs> <laughs> kind of a blend. It's it's going to be a, a blend of like old SEO. There are still some SEO things that definitely work. So you're going to need somebody that does know, need SEO. But really, you you need to clients, uh, prospects looking for SEO results. They're really going to need to partner with an agency that understands both SEO and content writing. Um, and in reality, what you're going to need is you're going to need both and you're going to need in order to rank for the things that you're trying to rank for. It's not about finding keywords and like putting them in your, in your uh, metadata and all that kind of stuff anymore. It's about writing content that like fully satisfies the intent of somebody searching that keyword. Right. You want to create like the Wikipedia page of that particular keyword giving a searcher zero reason to ever want to go back to search results to piece together an answer to what they're what they're searching. So really like if you're listening and you want SEO results, you're going to need to partner with a company that understands how content blends with with SEO. Hmm. So at what stage would you suggest an SEO plan for a startup? At the very beginning. So hmm. look at leave it this way. Like you an seo plan is kind of like a foundation to a house and Mm -hmm. if you want to change it after you've already built the house you're gonna have to it's gonna take twice amount of work so really like Mm -hmm. your seo's foundation needs to be set up early and you need to be able to build on it later else you're just gonna have to break everything and redo it so like anytime somebody asks me when do i do seo it's like it's now you do it now or you're just gonna keep piling stuff on 
piling things on top of potential problems that are going to break down the road. So what are the types of marketing campaigns then that you focus on generally? Like if not SEO, then what are the kind of marketing campaigns that you're focusing on for your clients in general? Uh, it kind of depends. It kind of depends on what you're trying to accomplish, right? Because we'll get clients all across the board. Some of them need SEO stuff, sure. Some of them need email marketing. And some of them are going to need just landing pages built, even like product videos and all that kind of stuff. So like anything digital. But um, so to answer that question, it really depends on the client, what they're looking for. But in like a perfect world, every one of these aspects, all of these digital components that I'm talking about should feed off of one another, right? So when I'm leading a campaign for Brafton for our internal marketing, I'll just give you an example, right? So we're going to do, we'll do like an industry report. I just wrote this thing. It took me three freaking months to collect all the data and figure out how I wanted to create different charts that, that looked, you know, somewhat useful and, and understandable to somebody that doesn't understand SEO. And um, with this, uh, we're going to build this big landing page on the website. that's going to have everything all formatted, looking good. And then we're going to convert that into a webinar. And then we're going to convert that into email marketing. And then we're going to send that on social, right? So like, the way I see it is you create content and then on the back of good content, you distribute it through every possible channel, right? So you're not missing anything. The way I see SEO or the way I see digital marketing is like you have to do, it has to be all encompassing. You can't just do like individual channels functioning alone. They all have to work together so you can reach everybody in every medium. That's even you, podcasting too. Like you, mm -hmm. you can bring it up and like, I'm going to bring it up in podcasting. I'm going to bring it up in discussions with clients. It's going to be like a sales piece of content too, right? So if this is like an industry SEO piece for HR, which it is, when we're talking with potential, with existing clients, with potential prospects, we can bring up this data and say, hey, look, check it out. We, we did all this stuff in the industry. You have any questions about SEO? Here you go. Here's nine months of data for you. Right. So we've, mm -hmm. we've covered just about like every channel possible with one piece of content. And could you give us an example of uh, a case study kind of example of a marketing campaign that you did for someone or for your own company, like a concrete example of a campaign? Mm, yeah. Um, so this was earlier in the year. Um, one of the big questions that I've always been asked in my 10 years of doing this is like, how do you quantify what SEO is doing for your company? Right. Kind of makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, commercially, how can you say what has SEO done? So it's really, really easy to look at SEO and see, oh, my rankings went up or my clicks went up, that kind of thing. It's like the most direct, understandable thing that people can point to with SEO. But does that really translate to money? And how does that translate to money? So. I built an entire, it's, it's almost like a training. It's like a step-by-step -step training that shows how to convert all of your SEO activities into an actual dollar amount for any company. I even built a calculator that goes with it too. Um, so it took me a long time to write this thing. And then I partnered with uh, one of the companies or one of the tools that I used to collect that data. And we did a webinar for it. So I built a landing page that's like SEO targeted. And then I partnered with a company and did a webinar and we distributed to our newsletter list, 
their newsletter list. And we invited everybody and did a webinar version of it, promoted on social, paid on social, uh, promoted it on email before and after. Um, and then afterwards, we had a downloadable PDF version, which we were able to send to our current clients and we were able to give to the sales team so that they could share it with their prospects. That kind of give you an idea of like, top of for bottom. sure. What do you think of like during the pandemic, digital events just really, you know, taking over the internet and there's a kind of digital fatigue that people are going through. So how do you mold your webinars to stand out from the countless other webinars that people are seeing nowadays because, you know, physical events got canceled? Digital fatigue. That's the first. Time. Is that a new buzzword? I haven't heard it that is one a buzzword, yet. Yeah. yeah. I haven't Digital heard that fatigue. one yet. Oh, maybe I've got that. Oh, you're going to do a webinar on digital fatigue then. Let's do that. I'm going to have to check WebMD. It's going to tell me that I'm dying probably. Um, yeah, digital fatigue. That's interesting. So, um, yeah, during the pandemic, obviously everybody switched online because, I mean, I'm thinking the peak, like, March through May of last year, when people were still Cloroxing their their produce and not leaving the house, um, yeah, we were doing all webinar stuff. And and one of the ways that I, I think that we were able to get around that digital fatigue is rather than doing a webinar, we did kind of like interactive stuff. So I actually sent out an email to our newsletter list and asked them, "Do you have any SEO questions? Like any questions about SEO?" And if you do, I'll just set up like this live Q&A and I'll just like answer all of your questions on the spot. And you guys can join and you can ask follow-up questions or whatever you want to do. It'll just me, it'll just be me talking about SEO, answering any questions that you have. So it was like a, it was like a live unproduced format. I didn't even read the questions beforehand. I just like read through it and then answered them on the fly. So it seemed more like a person talking to them rather than like this really polished organization. So it, it gave us kind of like a, a human approach to it as opposed to something that's just super structured and formatted. Um, it's just a little bit more personal. I think that kind of got around the whole, um, you know, digital fatigue thing. So you're actually talking to a person, you know, I wanted it to seem like I was there in the living room, just having like a chat over a beer. Yeah, so I think pre-recorded webinars are unlikely to have the same effect as you're saying, ask me anything, AMAs and everything, which is live and you feel like, you know, there's a person talking to you at the other yeah. end. So yeah, that kind of makes sense. So you said you give training to your sales team on digital marketing proficiency. So what is the one important lesson that remains a constant despite changing scenarios, whether it be the pandemic, working from home, mm -hmm. increasing digital presence of businesses. So what is like one important lesson that remains constant? Um, it's really a understanding of how inbound marketing works. Um, my, I, I studied under my grandfather for a, a long time. He was, a, um, he was an orphan from New Zealand. And he became, uh, he didn't graduate high school, came to the States and became a very successful stockbroker. And um, one of the, um, what he became very, very good at is he was able to sell by educating, right? So he knew every single thing that he could possibly know about whatever it was that he did. So he, he never, 
he never outright sold people like like a salesperson would. Like you would imagine, imagine worst case scenario, far end of the spectrum, like a car dealer. Right? You come in, you're just feeling kind of gross. You're already on guard. Feel like you're walking into a spider's nest. Um, his approach to sales was was teaching basically. So knowing everything about a particular product and teaching it to, to people in a way that they fully understand it and they can understand how it works and therefore the need for it, right? So what we try to do is understand everything we could possibly know about content marketing and SEO and marketing campaigns and just teach it to prospects. Like this is how we do it and this is how it works. And the more you know about it, the better you're able to educate a prospect and they will um, in turn have a demand for it because you clearly understand what, what it is that you're talking about. So it's, it's, it's less of a slimy approach. It's not a slimy approach at all. It's like more of a, a helpful approach that people naturally see the need for. <laughs> is that is your grandfather the wolf of all street <laughs> literally that's what he did he started teaching after he was done with like stock broking and everything oh he started doing those uh those big yeah. seminar yeah. type things yeah, yeah. <laughs> no he didn't do it he didn't do any of that he was, he was really 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 humble um but uh no he, he, he didn't do any of that actually he didn't yeah. even want to grow his client list he just left it he liked what he had and didn't uh and didn't, didn't go any further with it Okay. All right. So he left you billions behind. <laughs> Just kidding. All right. So, <laughs> all right. so the next question is mm, mm. inbound lead generation, SEO, content marketing, and email marketing all have a strong connection between them. What is your one favorite tip to shoot each of the four pillars successfully at the same time? Uh, oh, man. Um, I would say, all right, which, which one did you list out? You listed out SEO, you listed out email, you listed out SEO, content marketing, email, and email. did I list out something else? Lead generation, lead generation, SEO, content marketing, and email marketing. Yeah. All right. So how do you hit all four at the same time? Mm -hmm. Um, well, anything that you create beforehand, like as you're in the ideation phase, of creating a piece of content. Uh, I think all four of those targets need to be considered at the onset as opposed to afterwards. I think a lot of, I think a lot of companies run into problems where they um, will create a piece of content and then figure out the details later and then just spray and pray and hope that it, hope that it lands. So a good strategy for not doing that is when you're in your ideation phase, consider every one of these channels. Like, one okay i got an idea for a topic that i want to write about you know for example we'll use that one that i used earlier this uh it was like an seo industry report for the hr industry so beforehand before i even wrote that thing i looked in our database and said all right there are x number of prospects on our newsletter that are in the hr industry right so i know i can email them and i know that there's a market for it right? so that's done Second, SEO standpoint, I looked in search search volumes using keyword tools, obviously, and I know that there's an SEO angle to this because people are actually searching this, um, this particular query regularly. So I know I'll get organic search from it. Um, 
And then what are the other pillars? The content writing. Obviously, I, I know that the content, it's all going to be built on the content. The SEO is going to be built on the content. The email is going to be built on the content. So that checks that box. And then the last one was what? Which one did I Lead generation, I think. Lead generation. Yeah, exactly. And the lead generation is going to come as a result of emailing this out and as a result of SEO push, like SEO ranking for this keyword. So really, it's, it's kind of just getting your head around creating topics that are going to satisfy all of those things before you even write your first first word. And I, I always say that that's a really, really strong SEO point. I always say that because it you have to justify every piece of content that you ever write. You have to justify it before you do so because content is so expensive to create. Like it takes hours. That industry report took me, God, it must have taken me 50 hours to write this thing, right? That's a really, really expensive piece. And you can't just, you know, old school write content in the hopes afterwards that people are going to be interested. You have to do your research beforehand. Like, do you have a database of enough people that are interested? Do you have, is there enough search volume so it has longevity that people are going to find it and generate leads down the road? Um, is your sales team going to be able to use it? So it's like, it's just doing your due diligence. Do all this homework beforehand as opposed to just, you know, hoping for the best and winging it. And so the database that you're talking about, could you elaborate that point again? Because the first thing you said for the email thing is to figure out whether the database exists to whom you can mail this content piece, right? Yeah, exactly. So like hopefully people out there are building newsletter lists, right? That's mm -hmm. the really the whole point of a blog is to collect email addresses. The whole point of a blog and creating like white papers and ebooks and webinars is to attract people to some sort of give which would be a newsletter, webinar, ebook, all that kind of stuff in exchange for an email address, right? So you want to constantly build up your database full of email addresses. And ideally you should be using some sort of sophisticated CRM, HubSpot, we use Salesforce that can um, help you segment these people that come in so you understand what company they're working for, um, how large the organizations are, and then write email to them that's, that's useful, so, all right? For example, we've got our newsletter list in our database. I'm going to segment that by people that are in the HR industry. And then I'm going to send them when this industry report is done. Here's this industry report. If you've ever had any questions about how you stack up as an HR company against your competitors, here you go. Give it a look. Right? And they'll read that. And then at some point down the road, they'll be like, oh, I need content marketing services. And they'll think, well, these guys know their stuff pretty well. They created this, you know, the only con the only benchmark report for digital marketing and HR, maybe it will give them a shot. Mm, that's a nice strategy. So what is your plan for 2022? Are you going to sit and make another report in three months time? Or what is the big campaign for <laughs> 2022 that you can reveal? Or, uh, and what do you think the trends are going to be yeah. for 2022 marketing? Yeah, I just finished that. That's good timing. I actually just finished that. <laughs> The plan for 2022. Um, what we're trying to do, it's it, to answer the question in one sentence, is more original content creation and specifically more original data reports, like I was just talking about. Like those, those do the best because anytime you're collecting your own, it's not regurgitated data, it's like your own original ideas and data collection. And people, eat that up because it's super useful, right? 
Um, so we're going to create more of that kind of stuff. And the second thing that is, that is also, it's very similar. It's like original how-to guides for different types of marketing, right? So let me, let me give an example, like how to do something very specific in SEO. Say, for example, um, you know, how to build segments in Google Analytics, or um, how to write content for SEO and writing a step-by-step guide from the source, right? Because a lot of the a lot of the content that you read out there is written by writers. They're not actually written by people that do the things that they're talking about, and that's that's fine. But you get a lot more value out of somebody that's act- writing the piece that actually does what they're talking about because they can give you screenshots and very specific tips along the way. It's like writing a step-by-step almost training on how to do specific things. And that's the best content out there really. So we're going to try to create more of those internally on the team. So the team members that specialize in specific areas, like we've got, we've got somebody that works uh, in just like blog management, and she runs every aspect of the blog, has done so for years. It's grown in traffic like 20-fold since she started. And so it's like write a step-by-step guide on how to get your blog to 20 exits traffic. Just do that and have people read that. Uh, we got another person in email. It's like, okay, you need to create content on how to segment an email database and email them interesting content. So it's, it's getting the people that actually do these things to write about how they do those things, right? That's the stuff that people want to read. That's the expert content. So we're going to be writing a lot more of that kind of stuff. That's the main push for next year. It's just very time consuming. So we have to move things all over the place in order to free up time for it. What is the capacity of your stuff? Like how much would you have to move around to uh, get this done? Fortunately, we're growing. Uh, So we're able to, uh, as a result of growing, we're able to get some of the like overhead administrative stuff off of the people that are going to be writing these guides and onto new people um, who are just wanting to learn new people that are just getting into uh, digital marketing and want to learn these tools like Marketo and Salesforce and all that kind of stuff. They can help with that and and take the same career trajectory as the people that are now writing the guides. So it, it took a lot, but it also took more resources to get there. So the last question for you, which we ask everybody on the show is, what would you be doing if not this? Um, yeah, so I'd be doing one of two things. Uh, I whittle wood, I whittle figurines out of wood. So I'd probably <laughs> be sitting um, somewhere in Mexico, whittling a piece of wood and selling it for a few bucks on the internet on Etsy. Um <laughs> Or I would like probably start like a little tuk-tuk business somewhere in Mexico or Colombia (laughs) and just drive people around in a tuk-tuk with my dog. Okay. (laughs) Those are very adventurous uh, alternative (laughs) careers. Simple. So simple. No screens. Just just working with my hands. (laughs) Yep. All right. So, well, thanks everyone for joining us for this month's episode of Outgrow's Market of the Month. That was Jeff Baker, who is the CMO at Brafton, which is a content marketing agency. Thanks for joining us, Jeff. Hey, thanks for having me. It was fun.
check out their website for more details and we'll see you once again next month with another Marketer of the Month.